Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? We're going to one, two, three, four, one, two, three. One is the reason everybody should be shaking. Turn myself up. All right, welcome to uh, another episode of Spears and Steinberg Podcast. What's happening? Not a lot, brother. So where are we? Uh, are we at this episode thirty-two? I think is it? Yeah. Okay. Where about? I mean, where are we in terms of? Oh, city. City. Yeah. What is this? Pleasanton. Pleasanton. Pleasanton, <laughs> Pleasanton man. Uh, Pleasanton, California. Tommy T's. Uh, there's Tommy T's and nothing else here. Yeah. How you? How long was your flight? Um, an hour and 30. Okay, yeah, because I was, you know, from where I'm at, anywhere, San Jose, uh, San Francisco, Oakland, the Bay, uh, it's like an hour flight. I don't even fly to LAX. I fly out of Burbank. Um, but I know Phoenix is a little bit, a little bit further, further, so. Further east, further hour south. Hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I always fly first class. But with a flight that short, I usually fly Southwest, so it's the only time I kind of fly coach. Um, and I'm not trying to come off bougie, but I, I need to stop this. This is this is horrible. I, you know, once you taste lobster, it's hard to go to fish sticks and and first class. Like I don't know, how, I know it's and I don't want to come off bougie. I know it's an affordability thing because uh, a lot of people just can't afford first class. Um, but I, you know, I don't pay for my ticket anyway. The comedy club does, but uh, I don't know how you guys do it, man. To be that cramped and be that tight where you can't move, and that's an hour flight. Some of these motherfuckers go, you know, coast to coast. That's me. Five hours. It's me. Some people even go, you know, abroad and to another country, continent, and coach. I, I just, it's, it's to have someone that tight up on you where no matter what you do, you rubbing, you know, bicep skin. Uh, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a fight. It's like a mosh pit in a phone booth. I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. No, and it, it, it for me, it's really upsetting because I fly coach. I can't afford that. I can't wrap my mind around the idea of a four times what the ticket right. cost. And I always get the aisle seat, and I buy my ticket on time. And I right. swear to God, about fifty percent of the time, a tall. Fat dude will sit oh, in, the always, center, yeah. in the center seat because yeah. he didn't buy his ticket in a reasonable amount of time. So I have to pretend in my own mind that his family, somebody in his family, died, and that's why he's taken right. a seat so I can feel bad for him, so that I don't get pissed off that I have this dude who's like his fat is coming over the seat. Does he need a seatbelt extender? No, but you know how you, there was. This, yeah, I, I know you. F- you feel that midsection belly meat, and there was all this, on your form. This last flight, this one here. It was yeah. a woman. It was a woman that was uh, built like a box uh-huh. with, with little feet. And wow. she sat in the She had Tasmanian body devil. Tasman, yeah. She, Tasmanian she, devil body. body. Yeah. And she sat next to me. And I felt so bad. I wanted to be nice to her, but I was so mad. Like, didn't you, if you know your size, right. get, get your Dude, seat. Dude, I would think, and listen, uh, you know, not like, again, I'm not like I'm in tip top shape, but I certainly ain't as heavy as I once was. But even at my heaviest, um, when you need when you need a seatbelt extender, it's time. Like, and I look at some of them dudes who get them seatbelt extenders, and I'd be like, "Motherfucker, you you don't feel the embarrassment of having to ask for that? Surely, just surely having to ask. Hey, I'm so fucking fat. 
I need extra protection to protect my fat ass. Uh, like, the, it, especially if the flight attendant is a bad bitch, you know she's she, she's like, it's not going through your mind that this bitch is thinking, oh my god, poor you, you have not seen your dick since you know, since forever. Uh, there's a friend of mine, this comic named uh, his name is Jay Jay Hollinsworth. He's big Irish Jay. This dude's like six ten, and, and, and he's he's not. That he's super fat. He's just a big dude, and he said he put it. He has a video out where they said at the airport, uh, a guest of size is what they call those people who need a right. A guest of size, a guest this of pussy size. ass fucking nation now. That's what everything they, has to be pampered. Here's your 18th place trophy. My guest of size. Oh, hilarious, hilarious. But that's what they call him now. So it's not. It's not a fat dude. It's not a person who needs two seats. It's a guest. And listen, if you want to look out the window, book yourself a window ticket. Don't sit next to me. And when I'm got the window, when I open that shit, you going to stay like and when I open it because I, I watch my movies on my iPad. So, you know, I, I like the sunlight to be blocked so that don't fuck with my with my with the vid with the, with the picture. But, you know, every now and then I'll crack the window open, especially when we get ready to land, just to see where we are in terms of distance, how close we are to the ground and go, oh, OK, we're about to land. And uh, as soon as I do, the person next to you just wants to turn and stare out the fucking window forever. Like you can't even get a good visual. What the fuck are you staring at? I purposely shut the 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 the, 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 the what do you call the thing? Yeah, the sh- the shade. The shade. Yeah. I purposely shut the shade when I see them looking that long. You know. Plus, I feel like they looking at me too. My fucking business. Get back in your cubicle. Okay, but here's the other thing though. If you take the window seat and you control the window, I grant you that because I'm an aisle guy. Right. I take though. You take the window. That's yours. I right. I sat over here for a reason. Window's yours. But if you're a man and it's less than a two-hour flight and you can't hold your piss for the two hours, don't take the fucking window. Take the aisle. Because you don't want to get up. Don't make me fucking move and make the guy in the middle that's already too fat to be sitting next to me have to move. Right, right. You, you pick the window because you want to hold your window. piss. Hold God your piss. It. Okay, if it's a five-hour flight, I might give you a break and say, yeah, you know what? Right. After five hours, you had a couple right. drinks. I see that you might need to take a piss. Right. I'll, but a two-hour, this dude got to, sat down on, this was like last week, sat down and we weren't even in the flight. We finally sat down. We finally got off. We finally took off. And this dude, like 10 minutes into the flight, goes, uh, could you move? I got to go to the bathroom. I go, man. I really looked at him. I was like, Do you go- are you kidding me? Right. No, no, no. The bathrooms are on the way. Take a piss before well, you get Well, you know, plane. here's the thing. Obviously, no matter how short the flight is, in my mind, everybody's allowed one piss pass. But I hate when I've sat in the aisle and it's like, this is your seventh piss. Go see a fucking doctor, nigga. You're dying. You should not have to piss that much. And 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 another thing to some of you dudes, if you got the aisle and I got the window, when I got to go piss, get your motherfucking ass up out that seat. I am not a stripper. I will not straddle you. Oh, yeah. that's. that's and some dudes, some dudes will do that move where they tuck their knees in and try to turn their body. I'll, I'll straight up be like, hey, man, you got to get up, dog. And I say it with that bravado in my voice. I, I feel, it, pardon me, much love to the homosexual community, but it, I feel very gay when I got to put my ass past your face and, and you won't move. Get the fuck up. I'm not straddling you. Turn yourself dick first and then watch the move. They'll get out of the way. That's hilarious. Put yourself dick first. And they'll move. Right, with a couple uh, pelvic just, thrusts. Just, like, just, yeah, they'll move. Arch your back. I'm, I'm going to tell you what a nice aisle guy that I am, though. If I am on that long flight and you have to d- take a piss, I don't n- I don't just get up out of my seat. I Underneath on the aisle, right. on that armrest, there's a button you push, and you can lift up the armrest. Yeah. And I get out, and I leave it open so that the person, because it's hard to get out of those three seats when you're in, in yeah. and then you can just walk right right off. And then I, but, but sometimes when I'm doing that, someone's looking at me like I'm an right. asshole because I'm not getting right up. Right. So if, you, if you're going to fuck with me. Then I won't put that thing up, but it's much easier if I put that up and we just walk out. It's a little nicer. It's, right. just, it's just a nicety that I learned in, in, in flying so much. Dude, I, you know, it's it's not until you I think, do certain things in life where you come across your real own prejudices. Like, you know, it's like, look, again, don't let he who cast the first stone, who, who let he who is without sin cast the first stone. 
again, I know I'm a chunky nigga, but I know how much of a not chunky nigga I am when I see a fucking uh, sumo wrestler sitting in, in a seat and I go, I remember I sat next to this one dude. I mean, this motherfucker had 15 chins and super double neck meat. And I'm just going, I know he going to eat everything on that motherfucking tray. And I mean, that motherfucker ate everything. And almost like that movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. I wish in life we could have moments where we just say whatever the fuck we want. Because I'm watching him and I want to turn and go, everything, motherfucker? All of it. And I mean all of it. Motherfucker damn near ate the wrapper the cookie came in. All of it. See, this is where it's nice having a son that's on the spectrum, <laughs> because he doesn't really have a filter. Mm. And if we put, our, if I put myself in a situation sometimes where something's happening that I want to say, mm-hmm. I can just bring it to his attention, and he can't help but to verbalize it. Oh, because of the autism. Yeah. Oh, that's a great little uh, it's, sneaky device. It's, it's 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 a little it's a little landmine for uh, right for the world. That I can right. just make him see something, he'll, and he'll and he'll just say it. He'll oh wow! So, um, uh, do you boo boo on the on the planes? Never. Can't do it. Can't. I don't know how people shit in a, in a, in a, in a, in a airplane bathroom. No, you can hold that. I, I, there's been a couple times where I couldn't. Yeah, like a, if I tried, it was going to be an accident. That's called an emergency situation. We can all do something in an emergency. Dude, I, I, you know, first of all, and I, I, I hate using public bathrooms. Period. Yeah, I need home court because I, I don't want to hear other people's butt noises. I, I can't stand other people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a symphony of ass noises, and I just I'm in the stall like you motherfucking nasty, and I know that's the place to be nasty. But I feel like taking a shit is a very personal feng shui moment. <laughs> You're supposed to be by yourself. The lighting is supposed to be right. I like, like when I shit at home, and I know some people when they take a shit, they get butt naked. I don't know what it is. It's something very, uh, that's why I say feng shui. When you take a crap and you are completely nude, you become one with the universe. And I mean... In my bathroom, I, I'm talking scented candles. I got Sade playing in the background. This is no ordinary love. I, I, I just, my, my, it's a time for reflection. And some, and some, I don't know what it is, how, why, why we are all able to stand the smell of our own shit. Your own shit smell, you can wallow in it. But somebody else's, you mother bury you you're dead i, I can't and 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 I, I here's what i'll do like i'll get up to go use the bathroom in first class but if i saw someone there going there before me i do a countdown anything longer than two minutes is a doo-doo <laughs> i'm gonna like motherfucker been in there five minutes you shit there ain't no piss you're actually five minutes. you're actually taking time i'm t- because what i don't want to go in I, I i'm scared and here's what i don't like sometimes you'll go in there right even though they flush the toilet you see a little piece of doo-doo residue in that bowl Ugh. i want to i want to die like like I, I and even though i'm not shitting i'm i'm looking at your fucking death in the bowl that's why I, the, from the visual to the possible smell i don't like using airplane bathrooms so i walk in there almost with that as i open the door I'm leaning back like, let me not see. And I just, and it's, and if I, if somebody's in there more than five minutes, I say, fuck it. And I go use the one in the back and coach. Cause I'm going, you five minutes, nigga, you shitting. I'm not coming in behind your shit. <laughs> Dude, in the last, this last year, I've used the bathroom on the airplane once. I, right. peed, I peed. Right. peed. I had to pee once. Right. I, and I was in a, we were in a five hour flight. I don't. I don't like to use that. Ba- I don't like to use the bathroom. But I, I have this. I have this weird thing about uh, public restrooms. Anyway, uh, it happened because I was in New York, and I had. And it's hard to find a bathroom in New York to go use because they don't. That's not what they're. They're not open for bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Macy's, 
and I had to use the bathroom, and I went downstairs because I figured that'd be a good bathroom to use. And they have like ten toilets, and there was a line to take a shit at Macy's <laughs> at ten thirty in the morning. <clears throat> Do you know by five o'clock that afternoon how many thousands of shits? And asses that. That's why I can't use I can't use public restrooms. When I was a little kid, I rode the right. train once, and I thought it was the funniest thing because you weren't allowed to flush the toilet right. in the station because I guess some of the water or something right. goes on. That's the only time that I ever wanted to. I did. I I, I took a shit on the train so I could leave it at the station. <laughs> but I was Dude, I, don't, I was I mean, also nine years old. I don't even like using public urinals because when you look down at the floor, the amount of piss that's on the floor. Like, are you motherfuckers missing that bad? How short is your dick that you can't get it over the, the porcelain to get it into the toilet? But have you ever taken a piss at, uh, have you ever been to Wrigley Field? No. Wrigley Field, this is the best. This is the best. It's not the trough thing, is it? Yeah, the trough. Wait, wait, it gets better than this. Where you can see other dudes' dicks? No, no, it gets even, yeah, you can see, it's the trough. You, you got dudes on the right and left of you, right? And you're taking a piss and you can, everybody's dick is in the trough, right? Oh, God. Wait, 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 get, get this. There's a wall. Okay, so the trough is on this wall, but on the other side of the wall is other people pissing. So when you're taking a piss, if you want to look straight forward, you look at the eyes of another man's eyes. Yeah, which dicks out. Yeah. Oh shit! See, (laughs) see, see. Yeah, I I can't, dude. I can't. That was the weirdest experience I ever had. Ever. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, dude, it should be out. I I would never go to the bathroom there again. Oh, that's that's insane. Oh man. Um. Yeah, that's a little bit of uh, airplane humor for you. Uh, ready to dive into the heavy stuff? Yeah, sure. I want to do that. That's my favorite. You know, Rudy, I've been convicted of taking a busy. Wow, what a fall from grace, dude. Look, I'm, I'm holding the paper right now, USA Today. Cosby, America's Dad, Legacy, Vaporized. It's been vaporized, though. No, but it's official now. It's official, but it... it, it Uh, Speculation is one thing. This is conviction. Speculation, they take you off TV. and they take Well, they take niggas off TV. Marv Albert came back. Marv Albert And he bit a bitch. Yeah. And was accused of sexual uh, hanky-panky. Dude. I, I've seen worse than videos. Uh, Donald seen, Trump is president. Yeah, but Donald Trump did all the stuff before he became president. We're going to go down this racial yeah, road. Yeah, we are. We are we not are. yet. Let's keep it to Cosby. Okay, we'll stay with Cosby right now. But I, did you see the article uh, from about Janet, Janet Dickinson, who in her book said that Cosby... She looks like she looks shriveled like, penis. She looks like Bruce Jenner. Or, she I mean... Looked, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, sorry. Bruce Jenner, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Caitlyn Jenner, she looks like... Right. She, anyway... She admitted that the uh, that the w- what is in her book was written by the ghostwriter, and the ghostwriter took liberties in writing that because that's not actually what happened. Right. But when she was on the stand, apparently she told the true story, but it has it is it is completely fabricated what's in her book, right. and it doesn't match her testimony. And so she was beat up for that on the stand, rightfully so, because a lot of that book was used to bring other people, uh, whatever. Uh, I just. Yeah. If you're going to ruin a man's legacy, I'll ruin it with the truth. Don't ruin it with with your ghostwriter well, making up well, other stuff. Well, well, what do we what do we what do we believe is the truth? Do you think? He, yeah, well, I mean, obviously at this point he did it, right? Well, I, I don't even know about Jan Dick. Jan, Jan, I don't know about her situation anymore. But you know, like you say, you say this. You know, after eighty four women, right? You kind of have to take a look that there's a, and when the stories are all similar, right? We got to take a look. Uh, I want to read you an interesting tweet uh, by a young woman. Who goes, the Cosby verdicts proves that to convict a rapist, all it takes is one brave woman to come forward. And dot, 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 I'm sorry, dot, 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 60 women. You need 60 women, 60. So to that, I replied, look, I know this is a separate issue, and I certainly don't want to demean your point and that you're right. And she is right. But since we're from we're, we're, we're here uh, from a number standpoint. How far off women-wise are we before we convict Donald Trump, Weinstein, or Bill O'Reilly? And how many black male bodies before we get bad cops? Um, and this is where we might interject the racial component. Certainly, obviously, again, Bill Cosby being wrong for what he did should. Um, but what about Weinstein? What about O'Reilly? What about Weinstein, Trump? Weinstein's, his cases are going to come up. 
I think Weinstein's going to get. I hope he gets some time for what he did. It feels like we're living in a man, a land of make believe. When you say that, how do we know his cases are going to come up? I mean, how do we know he's not on a beach somewhere in Hawaii drinking a mimosa? Because I know he's in Phoenix. He got golf resorts resorts out there. Yeah, he's in Phoenix. He's when he's going through uh, se- uh, sexual rehabilitation therapy or something like that. Oh, he's going through therapy. Yeah, he's getting help. Yeah, Cosby's going to jail. Cosby's going to jail. Harvey Weinstein. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's going to jail. He's still. They haven't. They didn't sentence him yet, did they? Not yet, but it's coming. Yeah, up to thirty years. It's ten. It's ten years per count. He's, how old is he? Eighty. Whew. This we're gonna really find out if black don't crack. Well. Here's the thing, though, uh, that I, I I'm going to say this. Uh, if if he he's found guilty, and if he did something that it is that he was found guilty for, the people who were taken advantage of deserve uh, some justice. I understand what your point is: is that if uh, black dudes are going to suffer the consequences, where the white dudes suffer in the same consequences. Hello? So. That being said, right now, if we're just talking about Cosby, I don't want to demean the people that were abused by Cosby. That they do deserve their justice. I'm just saying Bill Cosby should have a Wesley Snipes moment from New Jack City at the end in court when Wesley stood up and go, shit, I'm never saying the hater to CMB. If I'm going down, I'm taking everybody's ass with me. I just think Cosby should have a, listen, motherfuckers, if I'm going down, I want everybody else to go down who's done this. And we all go down, you see. I just want to see justice equally served. That's all. No, and I and I agree with that. One hundred percent agree with that. Uh, where, uh, where the Cosby thing, it, it, it in a way, the injustice was if he, as long as people had been talking about this, it would have been better to have this had come out sooner. And something to have been done about it. Okay, but even on that note, and here's what's crazy to me, um, and I know this kind of within the same vein, uh, but, you know, a little bit different. Uh, you know, I, I, there was a, a woman, as I was going through Twitter, who, again, you know, as, as, I've, as I've heard many women say, Donald Trump, he's my president. And I'm just looking at this going, as I did radio for Pleasanton to promote the show, of course, they were talking about Cosby. And so many black women called in and said the same thing, which, again, I think they were not. They were playing the angle of why y'all wait so long? This is a conspiracy. Y'all just trying. Why y'all wait to take this this legend, this icon down? Why? It's just weird that y'all coming out this much later. And I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute now. To these women, you got daughters, you got mothers, you got grandmothers, you got aunts, and you're, you're women yourselves. To the women who go, Trump is my president, same thing. You got kinfolk that are female, and you're women, and you're women yourselves. And yet you're supporting a man who's clearly a misogynist and don't give a fuck about women. Black women... You're supporting a man who rapes. Women are the biggest detriment to their movement, more so than any man could ever be. Like, how can we defend you if you won't defend yourselves? You know, uh, obviously, we need a woman on the podcast to answer that question. I don't think you need a woman to answer the obvious. Yeah, well, it, it, it's obvious, but again, there's there's details in this. I mean, there's some there's some women. Uh, that I think, like what you're saying, are uh, are making excuses for uh, for men or for for how they look upon these situations. And there's other women that I think are taking it to a level that's too far. It's too far. Like if you, you say you say something to a woman, you're uh, sexually aggressive. But I mean, listen, I, I I don't doubt for one second. And this is the scary thing about celebrity; it plays a part in it. Of course, it does. Uh, you know, Cosby, you know. Again, just like this paper says, America's dad. He was America's dad. He wasn't just black America's dad. He was America's dad. Yeah. So anytime you fuck with our idols, our childhood, our memories, the things that brought us joy, you want to defend it. And and yes, there is a racial component to it because black people, because of what we've gone through historically, 
through being railroaded through the justice system, we automatically feel this need to, you know, Wakanda forever. We got to protect our black men because, you know, they're being made an example of this conspiracy here. And I'm not saying that there are times when it ain't a conspiracy because I think there are times when it obviously certainly when it is when certainly it is a conspiracy. But I don't think that's the case in this case. Um, Cosby, to his own admission, said he gave women quaaludes and did things. Right. You know what I mean? You know, Trump, we've we've heard the evidence, grab him by the pussy. I just jump on him. I don't even wait to hear yes. So it baffles me that women would defend this and then expect us to defend them. Like you, 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 you're a detriment to your own poipus. Yeah, that's not exactly what uh, Trump said. I'm not sticking up for Trump. I'm just making I, what sure. What did you hear? He said you can just grab him by the pussy. He did right. say that you can just grab him by but the, the pussy. part about kissing him. I don't even wait for him to say. Yeah, he, he said it was. Oh, but he, it wasn't about like fucking him. Okay, so a kiss without permission, as long as you ain't fucking, is cool. The first kiss is usually without permission. You you get permission before you give someone a kiss. No, but you also know the vibe. You know how to read yeah. a situation. You know I, I agree it. with that. You, you had to I, read I, I agree with you. A, on that. a quarterback recognizes a blitz before the play is called in the play. I'm not defending the dude. I just want to get the quotes right. That's all. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, you know, common sense and vibe and energy. My problem are, are words spoken yeah. without words spoken. But my problem with Cosby not getting this sooner is if Cosby would have been. First of all, this is the problem with Hollywood, and, and here I'll put the racial component on it. Unfortunately. Uh, it has been this way, and, and, and black. I have friends that are in Hollywood right now trying to be actors. A black, a black dude, a talented, talented man. There's no parts for him. Right. So when a black dude does finally make it through the Hollywood game and gets a position, you know what he does? What you know, you know what he does? What he shits on all the niggas that helped him get there. Well, that's that's not. That's not for me to say right now. I'm just saying that's one yeah. of the realities. Not to throw you off your point, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah, crabs in a bucket. Yeah. Okay, so, but when you do get there, people want to protect him and put him on a pedestal. And the problem is putting anybody in Hollywood on a pedestal is a weird situation because you don't know the people. You don't know who they right. really are. Right. And my situation with Cosby, Cosby is, from what I've read, uh, this man, and, and no, one's, no one's said this before, I, or maybe they have said it, I just haven't heard it. I think not only – let's say all of it's true. Let's say all of it's true. He's a rapist. He's – everything is and, – and, and right now we're in court, and it, it, it looks like a lot of it is true, if not all of it. So if it's all true, this man is like a sick man. This isn't just a, a rapist. This is someone who wants to incapacitate women. Uh, he's had sexual relationship with some of these women before, so it wasn't a matter of consent. It was a matter of that he wanted women to be – Completely incapacitated with almost not even being there. I think this man has a, 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 a situation that's beyond just being a rapist. It's also a sick person. And maybe if we could uh, not get 40 other women raped or 60 other women raped and would have actually stopped this when people have heard about this, right. we could actually got him some help. And maybe he would be in a different situation in his life, not being an 80-year-old man looking at 30 well, years in prison. The, the, the thing I always say to that note is, be it right or wrong, as long as it's not technically illegal. <clears throat> Sexually, people like what they like. But what baffles me is that Bill Cosby, when you're a man in that position, fame, money, stature, you got the means to get whatever you want willingly. Right. So what is the thrill, which is the part I don't understand, in having someone who doesn't react to you? On a human level, I, listen. You can pay a bitch to 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 you know go yeah, motherfucker, pay, knock me out and, and then do what you want. You just to be safe, I'd even say put it on paper, a contract. You you can pay for anything in this world. Why would you want to fuck a woman who does not respond to you? And that's the big, willingly that's and, the, and wanting you know willingly. Uh, and that's a big question as well, and that's what I'm saying. I just, you know, if if it wasn't for the pedestal thing, and we wanted to keep things quiet, and we're making money off Cosby, and let's not let this thing out of the bag, and let's right. you know, let's uh, uh, discredit these women, maybe it's a completely different outcome. Maybe it's an outcome that is more. Uh, I, 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 there is no real word for it. It's all bad, but yeah. maybe there's a better 
outcome than the one that we're looking at right now. Because this has not only has this got uh, uh, a women's movement uh, where women have felt, uh, you know, especially like if you are going to authorities and, and you and you're just being discredited. So you have all these women who have been discredited. It's turned into a racial issue now. And right, there's a lot of components to this that have have exasperated the situation. Just so I'm clear, because I'm I'm not a hundred percent up to speed this is what we call in the me too movement though right yeah to a degree this is part of the me too movement because okay. these women were so let's let's segue into uh there's a guy on twitter uh who <laughs> i think his name is Tariq Sanid. i recently did his internet radio show and uh you know i jokingly said to him you know this besides myself there's two other niggas i know three in total including myself who are the if there was a slave being to run the rebellion, uh, these three dudes, again, including myself, would would lead the march. Uh, Tariq Sinead, Talib Kweli, and myself. Uh, but more so them dudes because they go hard in the paint. I'm light work compared to them because Talib, Talib Kweli, and that's my man, one of the dopest rappers in the game, especially from a lyrical standpoint. Um he be arguing with white folks all day about race and, and, and Tariq don't even tweet nothing that ain't race. It, it, he don't say, I, Hey, I had spaghetti today. Hey, I'm in, I'm in, uh, fucking Spain. I'm, um, I bought a new pair of shoes. Everything with Tariq is about black, white shit. So I did his show and we were talking about, uh, the me too movement. And in talking about race, uh, somehow we got on the subject of comedy and c- comedians, and uh, he brought up Paul Mooney, uh, <laughs> and he asked me uh, about you know he, he interviewed me as Paul Mooney, asking about me too, and it was fun for me because people always ask me, "Yo, man, what's your favorite impression?" And I always tell them, "I'm like a mother in the ghetto with a thousand kids. I love all my babies. There's no favoritism, but I'm kind of fibbing a little bit." Because there are maybe one or two who I get the most joy out of only because, A, almost no one does them. And two, to be able to to channel them and get them right, um, you have to really know their voice and, and nail it. Uh, so he asked me a question, and I, I, we're going to reenact this. He asked me a question about, so, uh, Paul, you're Tariq now, uh, and I'm Paul. About the Me Too. What do you think about the Me Too movement? So I'm going to toss it to you. All right. Paul. Yes, brother. What do you think about the Me Too movement? These white folks started Me Too. White folks, white people, you, white people want to be involved in everything, homie. They don't want niggas to have nothing. If they see niggas have a meeting, they will bump in and go, excuse me, niggas, what are y'all talking about? Include Me Too. They have to be involved in everything. I love it. I love Me Too. It's given me freedom to finally get where I need to be. I look at all these famous comedians, and I love them all. I love these brothers. These brothers are doing well. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, uh, Mike Epps. And who's the one nigga? The, he's, he's killing the comedy game. He's the hottest, the, the, the little midget nigga. He's the hottest nigga in comedy. What, 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 what's his name? Uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. That munchkin nigga is killing it. That munchkin nigga is huge. For a man to be that small, that nigga's big. I want to be that big. People say, Paul... Could you ever be that big? I should be. But I talk about white folks, and they ban me, homie. They ban me. But I should be there. Paul Early Mooney should be there, too. Me, too, nigga. <laughs> I, I, I love Paul, man. I, I, it's, it's funny. I, I did this joke. I'm going to tell this joke again. I did this joke in my first stand-up special. Uh, Hollywood, look, I'm smiling. And I talked about the fact that, you know, Paul's such a force. In comedy, uh, for those that really know comedy, Paul Mooney is almost like the Negro Leagues of comedy. He never got that big break like he should have for obvious reasons. He's Satchel Page. I know there's one other brother I know I should know, but there's Satchel Page. He should have been that. Um, but you know, Paul's Paul. And, and if anybody that doesn't know, YouTube him and then read the comments on YouTube. You might have one white person that gets Paul. Versus the 50 million that don't. 
you're fucking racist, dude. You, why can't we? Why can't we just see past color? And, and you know, I, I told this story where I wanted Paul Moon to be a writer on Mad TV, and this is when kind of we were like rolling on all cylinders. We were smoking. The show was at the height, the apex of its popularity. And I just I went to I went to the head producer and I go, man, dude, don't you realize Paul Mooney wrote for In Living Color? He wrote for fucking Pryor. He wrote the Richard Pryor show. If we could get Paul, he also later dabbled with Chappelle. It would take us beyond where we already are. We were known for a cutting edge. Mad TV was known for a cutting edge, edgy in your face, no holds barred sketch show. We had become. The people that what the, the parents that watch Saturday Night Live, we were their kids' choice. We were the hippocooler show. So I go, if we get Paul, man, we in there. So you know, after having to pull teeth to get a meeting, finally I get a meeting. I said, Paul, they they want to see it. So Paul goes, does the meeting. After the meeting, I go, I'm excited. I'm thinking, fucking, we got this. Yo, Paul, man, how did it go? Homie, they're not gonna hire me. I'm too real. I'm too real, homie. They they I'm too real for these motherfuckers. Well, Paul, what happened? And Paul, from what I've been told, he goes into the meeting and one of the guys, the head producer, goes, Paul, are you familiar with the show? Homie, I've seen your show. All of you have stolen from me. All of you. In Living Color, SCTV, Mighty Python, Mad, uh, Mad TV. I, I invented comedy, nigga. I invented it. But you stole from me. First you stole niggas, then you stole my material. If you go back to the caveman days and look on the hieroglyphics, I wrote those jokes. I invented comedy, nigga. So, needless to say, as so many times uh, when people don't understand Paul, I think he shoots himself in the foot. Of course, yeah. And and uh, and I and I went on to do this bit where I talk about uh, homie. Hollywood loves niggas that grin. When you grin, you win. They love grinning niggas. They don't love militant niggas. They don't love niggas to think. Think about all the niggas who won who grin. Who's that one nigga played basketball for the Lakers? He has businesses, Starbucks, TJ Fridays, the movie theaters, the nigga with AIDS. Magic, they love that grinning nigga. That nigga grinned his way through AIDS, homie. Have you ever seen his grin? It's from temple to temple. The nigga looks like the cat from Alice in Wonderland. Chester, they love that nigga. When you don't grin, white people talk about you. They talk about you. I'm tapping my glass as Paul does with the microphone. Paul, why are you not grinning? Nigga, don't you know where you are? You're on a Hollywood soundstage. Grin, nigga, grin. And when you don't grin, you scare white folks. Ah! Them motherfuckers start running. <laughs> it's real, homie. Homie, it's real. So, yeah, uh, big shout out to Paul, man. You know, you know, Paul did write that uh, the, the really famous sketch with uh, Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. Yes, the, the word thing. Honky, honky. Yeah, dead honky, nigga, dead honky. Yeah, which is which is an iconic, legendary sketch that they did not want to run. Right, right, and you know he also created uh, Homie the Clown. Oh, he created Homie the Clown, he, not Damon Wayans. That really does sounds like that does the, sound the, like when he, you say he, that he, it he sounds like Paul. Yeah, and you know what? That's the greatest thing that you do. And uh, when you and I, I just want to reiterate something you said. You said to to be able to capture a, a person. Right. You just don't mean capture their voice right what they would say their vibe the, the, the word because you know listen and i'm proud of this this is not me bragging I'm, I'm really proud of this uh when i did that special when you youtube it the thing that that i love the most is what you just said people said yo what's crazy is not just the impression the physical voice homie and the cadence nigga it's the jokes that shit paul would say right Homie, that nigga grinned his way through AIDS, nigga. His grin is from temple to temple. They love that nigga. The little munchkin nigga. He would call Kevin Hart a munchkin, but out of love. Right. That For a nigga to be that small, that nigga's big. Yeah, yeah I just, yeah, man. It's, you know. But that's. Shout out to me! <laughs> <laughs> what else you got on your list? I like your list better than mine, for sure. Uh, yeah, I tried to come with a full play today. You did. Um, you have it. Um, we're still on this. We're, we're still on this whole a little bit of a racial tick. Um, oh fuck, Bef Kanye, <laughs> Kanye, down by the river, freedom, come let my people go. Knowing better, I'm still gonna. 
I'm still going to put up a little bit of an argument for him on this one. Somebody got to come rescue this nigga. He's in the sunken place. <laughs> I like that. He's part. in the sunken place, man. But dude, okay, so let's just let's just throw it out here. I'm the white dude, so I'll throw it out here for yeah. you. Why, why can't he have a different opinion? Well, you know, it's funny that you should mention that because, again, when we talk about race, this is where I feel that some white people are naive or in, naive. Um, I don't even know if naive is the word. I don't know what the what the word is, but it's to think that because because this is the reaction most white people are saying. Um, Kanye and they use and I put in air quotes. He's a free thinker. He doesn't. He's not on the democratic plantation as most black people are, which is to insinuate that Kanye's free from the shackles of slave thinking because the Democrats founded the KKK and, you know, they're holding us down. And Ice-T said something about uh, that slogan, Kanye supports a man whose slogan is make America great again. And he goes, when was America ever great for black people? At what point in history? So when you say that and, 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 and the make America great slogan, if you read the fine print, and you read in between the lines. I know there are a select few, I believe, who who have this idea, and you even mentioned it, making America great from an economic standpoint. Exactly, that's which there might be some validity to that. But let's be real. I think it's more about at a time when niggas knew their place and white dominance was prominent. And to sit here and go. We're mad at Kanye because he's a free thinker. Black people are not that fucking shallow. And that's an insult. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that he supports a man who, again, called for the execution of the Central Park Five. Five young black men who at the time really were kids, teenagers, who were cohort. How do you say that word? Cohorsed? Yeah, they coerced, were coerced, coerced into coerced into four out of the five were coerced into giving uh, a, a, a bullshit uh, confession confessions and five out of five would have been if one of the, if one of the dude's moms didn't show up right right before he was about ready to right. sign paper uh, to raping a white woman and these young brothers lost most of their young lives uh, growing up outside of prison because they went to jail for 20 years and they were later exonerated and Donald Trump to this day still never apologized. Exonerated by DNA evidence proving that they were not the ones that raped the woman. Exactly. And then we also know about the lawsuits regarding Trump and housing discrimination because he refused to rent to blacks. Well, that goes back to his father, though, more so than okay, even Okay, the apple don't fall far from I, the I'm fucking not, tree. I'm, not to, I'm, just, I'm just giving all the information. Okay. I, I'm, I'm very big on giving all the information. Okay. Also, on the Central Park Five, though, I just wanted to, make, I wanted, I wanted to say this. They were exonerated on the DNA evidence of raping uh, the woman, but there is still a very large majority of the people that were involved in the case that believe that they were there, not actually taking part in the rape, but maybe a, a, a part in... Some other parts of that case now uh, of uh, possibly robbing or uh, the initial attack. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying that's still something that is said to this day. I- I'm not. Uh, they they did a whole. Well, there's a lot of shit that's still said to this day. I'm just regarding black people that we know ain't there. true. I'm, but let's let's not worry about that part. Okay. Because if you would have kept up with that, you would have got the rawest uncooked piece of the spare rib at the black cookout. I, I, I yeah. Wait, I went, I, a few weeks ago, I was getting the first cut. And, yeah, uh, but you said that shit, so now you're about to get some salmonella, nigga. I'm just trying to give all the information. I got you. And then there's also, again, the fact that this man has tried to dismantle and discredit the entire legacy of our one and only first black president. Clearly put, the same Kanye who said that George Bush does not like black people thinks, thinks Trump does. That is why we are mad with Kanye. It has nothing to do with free thought. Again, black people are not that fucking shallow. So to any potential white listeners that think that dumb shit, you're stupid and you're a racist to begin with. Because how do you make these bold statements about how black people as a community feel when you won't take the time to sit with black people in the community and go, why are you guys feeling like this? Why don't you like Kanye? 
What is your, your discrepancy with him? Let's start there. Don't just just make a broad statement and go, oh, you uh, black people, y'all just y'all just mad at him because he's the one brother who's freely thinking. How fucking dare you? You know, and it's like there's an arrogance in that to think that, you know, exactly how an entire community is feeling without going into the community and talking to us. It's the same reason why for many years. For many decades, black people have had a problem with the police. Too many of them come into the neighborhoods without getting to know the community. That's the biggest problem with the policing of of today's police force. So they never get out of their car to even meet anybody. Okay, so again, don't believe the hype. Kanye is being uh, uh, his, his ghetto pass is being revoked because this man is invested in a dude who clearly don't like Negroes. Well, he you know, he isn't like the only black dude. And, and let me, let me just, before you go to that point, and let me just say, what also kills me, and I know I've mentioned this before, you guys always act like, okay, the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats, as opposed to what? The Republicans who you think love black people? Listen, both parties are bad for black people. I just go with liberals because I think they season their food a little bit more. Both parties are bad, not just for black folks. Both parties are bad. Let, 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 let's just take this to the last election. Just just the last election, because this is one of the problems that I do have when people are on Kanye, because they said that he supported Trump. What was his other support? To support Hillary, the person with the, the, the super predator who's put more black people in jail than anyone else? Let, let's, let's, oh, okay, let's, but let's, again, let's talk about it, though, for a second. That's our two choices. We had a oh, choice. When you say our, what, what, what's, what's, what's the bad choice um, for you? America. Be more specific. What's the bad choice for you if you go either one, either party? How, how, does, it, how does it fuck you up? As, as I told you, a friend of mine who's black called me up one day because I said... He started I, with the black friend. Did y'all see that? Yeah. He think he's slick. But go ahead. No, because this is important because a, a friend of mine who we get into political discussions quite a bit looked at me and I would always end my conversation with, dude, I'll never be able to answer those questions the way you can. I'm not black. I'll never know what it feels like to be black. There's no way for me to know. And he called me up before the election, and he said, Andy, if you ever want the opportunity to feel black, here's what I can give you. He goes, this is the first time you, as a white man, are going to go to an election. Instead of voting for who you want to be president, you're going to vote for the person who's least likely to hurt you. He said, that's what it's like to be black. Well, let's say you vote one way or the other, but both politicians are white. What part of hurt are you worried about? Well, I, okay. Because, listen, at the end of the day, politicians fuck everybody. Right. But they really got their dick and balls in us. They only put half the shaft. You guys get half I'm, the shaft. We I'm get not denying dick any of that. and balls. He said this is the first time that I'm ever going to see it. Not that I, would go to, not that I was going to feel it. There's a big difference between the Seeing two. Seeing it and feeling it? Yeah. Oh, I love you. I love you. So you, you guys just look at Big Cock. We take it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless it's porn, then the little white chick takes the big cock. Mm. Um, dude, it, it was a bad, it was a bad election, and this is where what you just said is the most is most important to me on anything I've ever said or felt, and I've got to it on the podcast, but never really said it the way that I wanted to. This isn't these next elections aren't about electing a Democrat or a Republican. It's voting for a person that is going to take care of us. Us, America, us as people, us as a uh, Let me group. just ask you, do you not think that Barack did a good job of that? Barack did. Here's, here's my problem with Barack. And it wasn't just, you know, okay, this is, I'd love that we're getting to have this conversation. As many people feel, and Trump, without a doubt, says things that you go, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. Oh, my God, he said it this way. Or, oh, my God, because he sounds like an, he sounds ridiculous and like an idiot the way he speaks. But the way Barack spoke, on a lot of issues, felt that way, but in an intellectual way, to people who don't have the greatest education, who don't have the greatest So in an intellectual way to people without intellect. Exactly. Okay. That middle America, those people who are working hard but couldn't make ends meet, that, right. that the, the people who are the, the miners, those people, the people that rose up against and didn't want that, that didn't want that worldview of where America was going, which Barack was. And when you said this about uh, Trump trying to dismantle all that Barack did, our only black president, was he dismantling a, a, the black president or was he dismantling a Democratic 
liberal thought process of a world economy. Trump, I'm black. Not, you think it's just because he was the black man? Let's before. have that word association that Chevy Chase and Pryor had. Say Trump. Trump, black. That answers your question. You know, we could make it that simple. I'm just. It saying, is that simple. But I'm saying it from my perspective. I don't think that he was just dismantling Barack. I think that Barack was looking at a world economy, and and he Trump is looking at America. Let me ask, America. Let me, let me ask you flat out because I don't know if I've ever asked you flat. Go out. ahead. And just yes or no, without buts and whatever. Do you think Donald Trump is racist? Yes or no. I'm going to say I'm going to answer it. Yes or no. Yes. But I'm going to answer the rest of it. All right, but before you do, why is there a but? Because he's as racist as any other 74-year-old white man who's never had to deal with anybody he didn't want to deal I've with. I've known a few Phil Drummonds in my life that treated me well. I'm not saying that. I said anybody who didn't want to deal with anybody that he didn't want to. He's never dealt with it. Look how he deals with regular people on a social level because he's just an arrogant fuck. He is the man who sat above everyone else on his per golden perch and looks down upon the rest of us. Is he racist to black folks? He does folks? have Game of Thrones face. Yes, he is racist to black folks. Is he racist to poor people? Yes, he's racist to poor people. He doesn't like anybody that unless you're... That might be fair enough. That might does, be fair enough. But who gets it worse? We get to feel the dick. Uh, that's the problem. Right. You look at it. That's the problem. Okay. I, I'm, I, I'm agreeing, but disagreeing at the same time. But... I have to side with you on what you're saying more so than any other thing. Right. Because of what, right. the, what the truth of it is. Right. And any white dude that's listening to me right now going, oh, no, that's not true. I didn't get anything. I didn't. Yes, you did. You got benefits before you started, before you even realized it. I, one of the greatest things I ever said on stage is when, I, when my kids turned five and seven and we were, at, we were going to a baseball game and there was hundreds of people around, literally thousands of people downtown Phoenix. I, I took my kids up to a, a, a cop and I said, I said, guys, I said, if you ever get lost, and the cop is just standing right there listening to me, if you ever get lost or if you feel threatened, see these guys right here in the blue? This is who you come up to. You come up, you find one of these guys and you tell them you're lost or you need help. And I asked the black folks in that audience, I go, have you ever done that? And they all went, fuck no. Right. So if you're white and you don't think that you have some advantages, just that one. Just that one. Well, I always advantage. said white privilege is thinking that you don't have white privilege. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this how this how bold shit is. And this is what kills me. While we're here in Pleasanton, there's a little, like, hole-in-the-wall bar that we go to after the show. Oh, my God. And on Thursday night, I'm standing outside in the back smoking, and I'm listening to five white people who I am clearly within earshot and visual reach. I'm listening to five white people have a conversation amongst themselves about why it's okay for white people to say nigga. Meanwhile, here I am, the national spokesman, not being involved in the conversation. Maybe they were looking for your social approval, for you to lean over and say, No, if they, white were, man. If, if they were looking for my approval, they would have huddled around me without permission and had that conversation. I told, it's insane. I told you my friend Tim had the best answer for me out of anybody. That Everybody is allowed to use that word. Just be ready for the consequences when you use the word. And here's what I'm loving about this new everything gets recorded age. I just showed you the footage. Yeah. There's a whole thread on Twitter of just footage of white person after white person getting in an argument with a black person and saying nigga as though it's 1956 and they taste cement rightfully so dirt naps like this is not 1960 we are not our ancestors sincerely these hands you gotta be a bold dumb motherfucker today to say nigga in front of actual niggas and think you're not going to have piano teeth. My favorite part of that video that you played, though, was when the one dude said to the other dude, just leave him alone, leave him alone. And so the dude walks away, and then they failed the dude, and the dude is passed out, knocked out. Fuck out. There is no... Duffed. He's yeah, duffed. There's no reason to, to not leave him alone. He was right. done. He was done. He was done. <laughs> but then the guy says off camera, yeah, say that word again. Yeah. That nigga's sleeping. <laughs> What are you going to say? It through a snore? No. <laughs> Stuffed. That's how he snores. I don't think you, that's gave, how he, that's I don't, how he I don't think you gave enough credit to Piano Teeth. Yeah, Piano Teeth was good. <laughs> Call a nigga a nigga to his face. You're going to get Piano Teeth, nigga. But I, I, think that, I, I think you should do that. That's how a white dude, uh, a white dude who uses the word snores. 
Even through sleep comes rage. <laughs> oh God! Um, damn, how much time we got left? Because we got to wrap this. We were in that weird zone where we, we got, got about ten minutes. No, it's two thirty-four. We, we we started at two uh, one forty, so we got six minutes. Um, let's wrap it up with uh, last week in uh, West Palm. Yeah, with the drunk couples. Yeah. Listen, uh, public service announcement. For the love of God, people. We love comedy fans because you put money in our pockets. You pay our mortgage, our rent. You pay for our weed, our side pussy, our illegal pussy, uh, and everything else we treasure. Loving comedy is great, but loving comedy responsibly is key. Responsibly is a good word. Not respectfully. Responsibly. Don't bring your motherfucking monkey ass to a comedy show if you can't handle your liquor. Let's let's dispel a few myths. You don't make the show better when you're drunk and you yell out. Because when they come check you, the security, we're just making it better. No, you're not. You're you're annoying. You're annoying. You're a bit. You, you, whether you're male or female, when you're drunk, past sensible, you're a woman that I just fucked who I want to tell to get out. But I'm trying to be polite. You're annoying. Grab your shoes and leave. You don't make the show better. This is a solo performance. We don't need you. We have a playbook. And sometimes we call an audible, depending on how good of a QB you are. But we don't need your help. And I know some of you guys get amped up to see your favorite comic, be it Chappelle, Rock, Cat, Burr. Sebastian, whoever, Gaffigan, give me a bitch to throw in there. Amy Schumer. Uh, fucking Kathy Griffin, whoever. So you, 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 and I know you guys plan this out. It's an event. We're gonna, we're gonna get dressed this time. We're gonna smoke this much weed. We're gonna drink this much. And you come to the show with the woo! We love if you can harness that energy. But keep it focused. When you get drunk and you yell out, you annoy us. We fucking hate you. And it just so happened that on Sunday, the, 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 on the Lord's Day, which I would think would be the most peaceful day to do comedy, between the two drunk little Mexican bitches who I had to have thrown out and the white old bitch with OJ, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Let, let's try to shorten this story. First, you went up, right? right. And what happened? Uh, when I went up, they just wouldn't stop talking, and uh, they they wouldn't stop talking in this one row. That's where the uh, they were front and set. No, no, I'm I'm going to talk about the and then I'm going to go into it. All right, they wouldn't stop talking in this one area, and I ignored that because it wasn't. I I could still work with it, but in the very front center, front center. I mean, front seat, center row, one seat, one inch away from the stage. There was a white lady who kept turning. Her head around. Now, 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 understand. You're looking at the stage, and, you and he's turn, sitting behind her. And you turn your head around to your to the guy that she was with, and she would lean all the way back on almost, some gymnastic shit, almost head in lap to make out with her dude. I mean, full on tongue kiss, pornographic shit. Yeah, and, 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 and like you said, gym, gymnastic style. Right, and it, it's it's distracting not just to us, but everybody around them. And as much as we would love to ignore this. Uh, because it'll draw attention to it, and it'll take us away from what we're doing and our rhythm, thus our playbook. But again, the seasoned vets, this is where you got to call an audible. You got to, you got to, you got to deal with it, and then you got to get back on point. And I did my job. You did your job, and I didn't even know who you were talking about because I'm way in the back waiting to go on. But when the moment I got on stage and I saw them get into it, which wasn't but a minute and a half into my show, I went, oh, this is the motherfucker Andy was talking about. Now, it just so it, it was these people's anniversary, this couple's anniversary. The, the wife was hammered. She had about 52 glasses of red wine. He was on his way to being hammered, but he wasn't yet. So I addressed it. And, and I always say this. Here's the worst thing about dealing with drunk people. 
when you're drunk to the point where you can still kind of function, a good joke will shut them the fuck up. A good slam, diss, will shut them the fuck up. But then you get these people who get drunk to the point of being terrorists. They the Taliban. They suicide killers. They not afraid to die. It don't matter what you hit them with, they gonna keep coming. They the Mahujadeen. So, I knew with this bitch, that's what I was gonna deal with. So I played the fact that this nigga with his shuffling ass wouldn't shut up and wouldn't check his bitch. So I played, you know, I played the situation. I played the race card. I called him OJ. He got his white woman. He protecting her honor. He holding on to this bitch like she's a limited edition coin. Like they, there's six of this bitches left. And he got to buy her immediately. Otherwise, he going to run out. This is the last white woman left. So the crowd is eating it up. And at one point, it just kept going and going. And I could tell he was starting to get annoyed, which for a comedian, that's that's blood in the water. I'm a shark, nigga. You bleeding, nigga? <laughs> so at one point, here's and I, and I and I told you that night, we have in our mind certain things we know we could say that's going to get the crowd going, oh, and shut a motherfucker down. But then there's those certain things you say where you go, man, this is the nuclear button. You don't push this. Unless it's a nine eleven, we under attack, Mr. President, and we're ready to blow up the show. We 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 we, we you got to get up from these school children and address the nation. This is an emergency. So, dude was getting mad, but what, what I said that really pissed him off. I said, "Hey, man, control your bitch, nigga, bitch, nigga." Now you fucking with his manhood. Now he got the oh. So long story short, they trying to throw this motherfucker out. This dude act like he wanted to fight me. Literally was trying to get up on the stage going, bring your punk ass outside, you bitch nigga. Fuck you, nigga. So, but of course, again, I've been doing this 29 years. So I knew how to lay on the rope, duck and dodge, take some punches, roll off through the Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather, tuck the chin to the shoulder. I, I, my defense was right. But then comes in these two drunk Mexican bitches and drunk stick with drunk. So these two bitches is booing me. Boo! That's fucked up. You're having them thrown out. They're just blue, 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 blue. Now, I guarantee you, if these two bitches was in their right mind, they, like everybody else, with a sense of sense, would have knew, would have knew, no, they, 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 they doing too much. Yeah. But, because, but, but again, you know, misery loves company. These drunk bitches was just as drunk as that couple. So that's when I told Justin, who's my man over there that runs the joint, hey, man, because I really didn't have no patience anymore. Matter of fact, while you throwing out OJ and Nicole, yo, these two, get these two bitches out of here, too. And the crowd, of course, loved it because that's what the moment called for. Yeah, and because they're ruining the show for the crowd as exactly. well. Um, so moral of the story, man, listen, man, if you can't control your liquor, don't come to the fucking show. We don't like it. We don't need it. You're not helping. You're not. This is. A, I, I've been doing comedy 29 years. How long have you been doing it? 10, 11. 10. You guys have never shown up to any show that we've been to in a different city, at a different state, in a different state, at a different time. We see you that one time. Maybe you're a, a, a repeat customer and we see you again. But once we board that flight and we get to the next city, you're not there. So we don't need you. We do this without you. Stay in your fucking lane. Jesus. Um, the reason I brought up uh, the, the two Mexican girls is because I should have addressed them in the beginning. That I didn't do my job. I did right. my job with the people in the front row. I identified them. He stopped actually for for a minute. And I'm gonna t- were these not the two nicest looking people? Like you would never know that these are going to be the, the Mexican girls. No, the the the, the couple. The they <sighs> did not look like they were going to fuck up a show. I've given up on looks. <laughs> I've given up on looks. I fucked a bitch before, before she, because she looked clean as a motherfucker. Fucked around and got burned. Yeah, no more looks. Okay, you're looks right. are deceiving. You're right. They, but they. Cosby was America's dad. You know, to put a nigga in the Kodak film, you never would have thought this nigga was quaaluding bitches. And when they wake up, he's sucking their toes. And, hey, hey, hey! I be going to take the pussy, pussy, booba, booba. Come on, man. Looks, fuck looks. Well, anyway, uh, I was mad at myself for not 
calling out those two girls earlier. I should have right. when I was first up there because that's my job to go up there and take those bullets at the first part of the show, right. and I didn't. I didn't on them. I let them go because I had the other people that were throwing me off. Because right. and, and guys, again, these people were like in each other. But that was a that was an interesting show, man. But this is not the only place that we get weird people doing shit. So I mean, look, if the majority of the time it doesn't happen. But you know, you do this shit long enough, you travel to enough places, you gonna eventually see some shit. And the more famous, like like in your situation, I get like you said, you said this before. I can't even imagine Chappelle's situation. Oh, goodness. People yell out in excitement, "Woo!" Stepping all over the punchline, ruining the okay, punchline. yeah. Oh. I'm Rick James, bitch. I couldn't imagine. Like, like, God damn it. We love you, but shut the fuck up. We want to perform for you. We don't want to hear you perform for us. There you go. There you go. And on that note, uh, shit, I wish we had time to read this. Did you see that email I sent you from the girl? From the, from the, oh, yeah, yeah. Let, uh, let, me, let, me, let me just real quick. I want to, yeah. I want to yeah. read this and shout her, shout her out. I love that you guys are slowly but surely. Starting to send emails. She goes, uh, Crystal Gefalis. If you're listening, baby, uh, thank you for the email. Love you. She goes, I've been a fan of your comedy for a very long time, but just recently started listening to the podcast. Huge fan, but I wanted to give you a response to episode two when you discuss religion. I am not an atheist and really don't consider myself anything. I just wanted to comment. I agree wholeheartedly with you about God. I'm a mother, and it really hit home for me when you brought up all the awful things that happen in this world, especially the children, and you just have to wonder what kind of God would allow that to happen to an innocent child. I absolutely agree with you, everything you discuss. Also, I hope you watch The Deuce, which, goddammit, I fell off. I love it and can't wait for season two. Have an amazing day and stay ridiculously funny and honest. And Aries, I think you have the biggest, coolest cock I've ever seen. She didn't say that. I just do that. <laughs> uh, Crystal, thank you, baby. Uh, I won't dive into what you said because that's a whole other podcast. I just wanted to read it, give you a shout out. Thank you for the love. And uh, as a as a ode to Mr. Cosby. Aries Spears on Twitter, Aries Spears official on Instagram, all things free comedy, Pandora. Please, 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 please continue. Please, please, please. And my James Brown, send the emails, AriesSpears45 at Hotmail.com. YouTube, Aries Spears, hit the subscribe button. Uh, your turn. AndyComedy.com, all my social media is on the top right of my page. Um, you can also find my merch page. You can buy a t-shirt, which would be nice. And, uh, and I don't know, I'm just pleasant. It's been pleasant. And I'm looking forward to Irvine. It's real, homie. It is real. Paul Mooney signing off. Yes, nigga. We're good. Irvine, next week, come in and be out there. Yes, Irvine, California. And I like Irvine. A lot of diversity there. Uh, a lot of fat, slim, in the middle, medium Armenian bitches. A, a lot of Middle Easterns in all white BMWs. Yes. Bring your chunky, slim asses. See ya. This is the best elevator music I've ever heard. Motherfucker!